What up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. I'm here with another episode, something that's going to really help you grow, become the best version of yourself, because that's the mission, right, is to become the best version of yourself. Um, and it's something that basically came from an original question of my little brother. He hit me up one morning. He's like, yo, Nate, I watched this video, and um, I think I check all the boxes off for suffering with anxiety. And there's no doubt about it that my brother suffers with anxiety. I suffer with anxiety. Um, you know, due to the childhood that we had, but not only that, I think as, um, you know, the neighborhood we grew up in, um, and a lot of people suffer with anxiety and don't exactly know, you know, that they do or how it's affecting them. Okay. And then most of us are aware that we have some level of anxiety. So in today's podcast, I'm going to teach you how to fix anxiety for good. Now I made a video on Instagram, IGTV about this and I put it on my YouTube, but I had to go through it pretty fast because, you know, those things, you know, when you do a video, you don't want to be there all day. A podcast is more of a platform where I can take my time and bring you through these things. So um, I'm going to teach you how to go through this. I'm going to teach you the causes. And then from the causes, I'm going to teach you what anxiety actually leads to. And then I'm going to actually walk you through at the end on what to do about these things. So you'll learn um, as we go through this. This probably is going to connect a lot of dots for you as we go through these bullet points and stuff here. So um, I'm excited to get started. Before we get started, if you haven't already, please leave a rating on this podcast um, from whatever platform you're using. Subscribe to this podcast if you can. Share this with a family, a friend member, um, a friend or family member, sorry. And my goal is really trying to grow this podcast um, and help people. So you doing these things help me help people. Okay, so let's get started. So the first thing that causes anxiety problems in a lot of people, which they're unaware of, is blood sugar handling issues. So if you wake up in the morning, for an example, and you have a bagel or you have pancakes, anything with a lot of carbohydrates in it, you're going to be spiking your sugar levels. Okay, so you put all that sugar in your body and then the body has to release something called insulin. Insulin immediately goes out, especially if you're eating something that's processed like that, like pancakes, um, you're drinking orange juice, cereal. Uh, granola bars, your body has to pump out insulin immediately. And when you pump out that insulin immediately, um, the insulin grabs the sugar and stores it, okay, immediately. So if you're someone who works out all the time and you have a lot of lean uh, muscle on you, then the first place your body's going to most likely store the sugar is going to be your glycogen. But most people are not burning glycogen early in the morning and replacing it with, you know, glycogen. Most people are just waking up straight out of bed spiking insulin and throwing all that extra sugar in their body so the body goes listen i have nowhere to put this extra sugar in the muscle i'm actually going to be storing this around your belly around your liver um in in your fat cells and what happens is when the body actually releases that insulin the body drops the sugar fast and people have a sugar that i mean sugar levels that drop which makes them start getting shaky which makes them get hungry which makes their anxiety go up and actually makes you tired so what most people may do with this is reach for more snacks, right? Something quick, or they may have some coffee with this, okay? Which coffee is going to make this uh, situation even worse because it's going to uh, rise cortisol levels even higher. Because when the sugar levels drop, your body has to rise cortisol in order for you to burn the sugar that you stored to bring the sugar levels back up. So you see all this dropping and coming back up, dropping, coming back up. It's called fluctuation of your blood sugar. And then anytime you fluctuate with the blood sugar, you fluctuate with cortisol levels, which are released by your adrenals, which causes adrenal fatigue, which causes high levels of stress and anxiety. So that's usually the first real cause when I'm working with a client 
we figure out that they're having blood sugar handling issues all day. And this continues after, um, from breakfast to snacks to lunch to dinner. And then it happens in the middle of the night as well. Um, most people experience sweating in their sleep, uh, urinating a lot during the, the night, um, having bad dreams, waking up from 2 to 4 a.m. wide awake. These are all levels, um, signs of blood sugar handling problems and high levels of cortisol. Okay, so one of the first causes for anxiety is people not being able to stabilize their blood sugar. Number two, what happens is when someone has the inability to stabilize their blood sugar due to uh, spiking uh, insulin throughout the day uh, or eating too much sugar for their body or just too many carbohydrates to begin with, people will start developing something called the fungus or parasite infection. Now, most of us already have funguses in us, natural yeast, um, and Usually, our body harmonizes itself with parasites. Our body has a lot of parasites in it. And a parasite is anything that takes nutrients away from you, okay? But usually, these parasite and fungus infections have a good relationship with the good bugs in our stomach, and they don't cause any harm. But what happens is when this fluctuation of carbohydrates go up and down, up and down, and create um, extra sugar in the blood, what you'll create is the funguses and parasite infections will now have to eat off the extra sugar to save your brain from going brain dead with too much sugar going to the brain. So the funguses actually can kind of come in and save your life in a way. But at the same time, you're overfeeding these funguses or these parasites and or these parasites. And now you create a fungus infection. So fung uh, examples of fungus infection is um, digestive issues. Irritable bowel syndrome comes up as a fungal infection. Um, it's called in scientific terms. It depends on where the fungus is located. You, it gets a different name. So if it's on your head and it, it creates a dry scalp, it's called dandruff. If it's on the back of your tongue and you have a white-coated tongue, it's called candenia. And then if it's located in your gut, it's called candenia. And then if it, it, if it stays there long enough and creates damage, it causes leaky gut syndrome. Um, it can come out as a yeast infection in women and men too. Men can get yeast infections. Um, then you get uh, fungus infections on your feet. You get athlete's foot. Uh, men can get jock itch when your testicles just itch, right? Um, so you can create a whole list of issues from a fungal infection. The reason why fungus infections cause high levels of anxiety is because the fungus eats the sugar, which basically drops blood sugar even faster. But they release, when they eat, they release toxins when they poop, okay? It's called mycotoxins. And the mycotoxins go in your bloodstream and go straight to the brain uh, they can break through the gut, uh, the gut barrier to keep uh, keeps uh, toxins out of the stomach. You actually could break through that and get in your bloodstream. So you could do some research on funguses and mycotoxins with anxiety. So some people can create high levels of anxiety because of their fungal infections. Now, aside from blood sugar problems causing a fungal infection, if you live it, if you if you live in now or lived as a kid or in your previous um, homes that had mold in them, you create a fungal infection. If you took too many antibiotics, you're going to most likely have a dysbiosis, which is more bad guys in your gut than good because of too much antibiotics. That creates a fungal infection. Okay. Dysbiosis is a fungus infection. Um, so you may want to look into that. Um, there's a, if, if you want to get more into how to heal a fungal and parasite infection, I made some videos on uh, YouTube on how to heal from a fungal infection. I made two videos that are like 18 minutes each. Uh, we had a study that in a holistic lifestyle coaching school that I'm a part of. Or you can go to the Czech Institute 
And um, my the instructor and the, uh, the owner and founder of the Czech Institute, Paul Czech, created a program on how to heal fungus and parasite infections. Okay, number three causes of for anxiety is dehydration. Most people, when they have blood sugar handling problems or they drink too much caffeine, um, they're not hydrated. It dehydrates you. Um, and the third reason why people are most likely dehydrated is because they're not drinking actual water with minerals in it. So when you go to the store and you see CVS water versus Fiji water, you'll notice that the Fiji water is three times more expensive. The reason why is because that Fiji water comes with all the minerals in it. Okay. It comes with the proper minerals to help you hydrate. The regular water usually doesn't come with the original minerals in it or it's too acidic. Something can be wrong with it where it's not uh, properly hydrating your body. So find a way how to get uh, proper hydration in you if you have high, high levels of anxiety. If you look up the, the um, side effects of coffee, it's dehydration. And if you look up the side effect of a dehydration, it's anxiety. So dehydration gives you a lot of anxiety. One of the main reasons is because water is basically responsible for every cell in the body. And um, we're basically anywhere from 70 to 80% made of water. So if we have 1%, our research shows that if you have 1%, if you dehydrated by 1%, you can cause major effects in the body. So making sure you stay hydrated properly is going to be huge. Number four is going to be breathing disorder. So I was very ignorant towards breathing disorder. Um, that's why when I do these podcasts, you may hear me breathe nice and loud because I'm practicing my breathing. I had really bad anxiety as a kid where I got used to just holding my breath, you know, and um, sometimes when I go run or I exercise, I get caught in holding my breath and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I thought that was normal my whole life, but it's not normal at all. So when you breathe, you want to be able to inhale through your nose and then exhale through the mouth. And as you breathe in your nose and you inhale air, you should put Put your hand on your belly. You should feel your belly fill up two-thirds of the way first before your chest comes up. You know you have a breathing disorder if you breathe in, you inhale, and your chest rises first. That's a huge sign that you have a um, breathing disorder, which shows me you have high levels of anxiety. And then we have to sit you down and talk to you about your childhood or talk to you about your relationship with your parents, um, because usually the you know breathing disorders start off like that. If you were bullied as a kid, that's another way you can create a breathing disorder. And breathing disorders um, create major anxiety because the number one nutrient for the body is oxygen. You can't go too long without oxygen. You can go a little longer without water and more um, long without food versus oxygen. So the body, when the body's not getting the right amount of oxygen, it thinks it's dying. So you're going to have major anxiety issues. So you want to practice on your breathing. So inhale through your nose. Exhale through the mouth. Do that throughout the day when you have free time until it becomes automatic. You should be getting, should fill that belly up with air. Um, and I'll give you a little tip on that as well. When you have a breathing disorder, um, you're going to have, especially men, you're going to create sexual dysfunction, um, especially when it comes down to pre-ejaculation, you're not going to be able to last long in bed. Um, the reason why is because you're not going to be able to tap into the parasympathetic system, which is the part of the nervous system that holds an erection and holds back the ejaculation. Um, you're going to be in a fight or flight. 
when you when you have a breathing disorder, which you know raises stress, where your body's gonna want to just ejaculate. So that's a nice little tip for men, women. Um, if you have a breathing disorder, you you have hard you know you'll be having trouble hitting your orgasm because most likely you'll be holding your breath and thinking too much and overthinking about the situation. And you can lose two things. Women can lose two things when they have a breathing disorder. Um, they can lose the ability to contract during sex. Um, you know, contract the muscles around the vagina to, you know, keep tension. And the second thing is they can lose the ability to be moist. Um, they can have a drying effect if you have a breathing disorder. Okay, so number five um, that can cause a lot of anxiety is just too much information. If I sit you down in a room and we put uh, two people in each corner, a total of eight people, and we put you in the middle, and each person is throwing information at you every second, you're, it's going to cause anxiety because it's just way too much information. What I found is that a lot of my clients wake up in the morning and go straight on Instagram or Facebook and get blowed away with too much information. And even like the news you know, um, on their phone, they have Wall Street Journal going to their phone or whatever. And they got all this news coming to them at once. And what happens is they're dissecting a whole bunch of different information, which can cause anxiety. You know, I remember when I woke up, um, I experienced this for the real first time when I experienced real anxiety is when I woke up almost two years ago and I watched, and a video came on and it allowed me to see the video where Nipsey Hussle, a rapper, got killed on video. And I watched it. Oh my God, it gave me so much anxiety where like I was super paranoid to drive, you know, because anybody can just pop up and shoot me and it was really bad. But what I noticed is if I'm in the screen for too long and I'm getting information about sports, politics, my family, it's way too much information what gives me anxiety unconsciously. So I, be, I put myself on this like really disciplined schedule when it comes out to social media. I'm only on there to put up information, give information that can help people, and then I'm out, you know? Some people are not ready for the information I'm putting out because they're probably dealing with politics and sports and too much information to begin with, but when they need information to help them become a better version of themselves, help them get healthy, and things like that, I'm there, all right? And then, I'm, and, I, and then I leave. I'm not there to see what's going on for entertainment. I'm there for um, business and, 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 and teaching, education. I'm not there for anything else than that. Okay, so be careful on your social media. I, I, I make what I do with my clients is um, we put them on a schedule where we give them like an like certain time slots to look and check what's going on and they can get off. Most of them build the discipline not even be on there because if you got a dream that's big enough that you want to change for, you'll notice that Instagram is just pulling you away from a dream. Um, you're on Instagram watching what everybody else is doing when you can spend that time actually investing into your dream. So if you want to be any type of entrepreneur, you want to be an artist, you want to be an actor, whatever you want to do, the time that you're spending on Instagram, you could be spending on studying how to become an actor, an entrepreneur, an artist. You can take notes, you can take courses. There's so many things you can do while you're actually spending that time on Instagram. Number six is going to be sleep. If you're not getting to bed at 10.30 at night and you're staying up all night, you mess up your circadian rhythm. And what happens is your sleep cycles um, come in cycles, right? So from 10.38 p.m., to 2 a.m., your body harmonizes itself with the moon, and the body fixes and repairs anything physical. Um, and then from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., the body starts to get into deep state sleep, where it starts to repair in the psyche. 
when people are not sleeping properly and they're working overnight shifts or they're working, um, they're getting up really early. Like I used to, I used to get up at four in the morning to be grinding. You start creating problems. Um, anxiety is one of the first things that come. Uh, depression hits right after. Depression's a, mad, a, a mean person. Not a mean person, just a mean situation to be in. So you go from anxiety to depression. Um, because what happens is when I was waking up at four in the morning, my body wasn't re- was done repairing the, the psychological aspect of repairing. And I started dealing with like high levels of anxiety, fatigue, weight gain, all these things because my body was comp- compromising energy because I didn't get the right sleep. So these are things that you want to be able to take really serious. So sleep is a big one. So if you're going to sleep too late, you, you, you're never, ever going to, you're never, ever going to be okay, right? You may not have anxiety, but you may have some of the problem is coming through in your life and you're not sleeping. I'm, I can put money if you and I, if I was coaching you, I can connect the dots for you with your sleep. I was so ignorant towards sleep, guys. I'm telling you right now, so ignorant, so ignorant where I had to move most of my clients, um, the latest, the earliest I wake up now is 5.30. Um, so today I woke up at 5.30. That's the earliest I wake up. And I barely even want to do that these days. I like to sleep until 6 and then start my day. I got way more energy. My anxiety levels are lower. I can get way more done. And I always thought sleep was BS. I thought it was BS until I got into the age that I'm at now and I, it started affecting me. I was very ignorant. Number seven is diet. So if you're eating foods that are GMO, you're eating animal meat that is conventional, that animals were eating diets that they weren't made to eat and they're on drugs to stay, you know, from uh, preventing them from getting sick. If you're eating an animal that had anxiety and depression and was sick, you're eating the flesh of that animal into your body. You're going to get the same thing. You're going to get the reaction of their cortisol levels, of their... um hormones into your body so you manifest that if you like it or not if you're someone who is left brain do your research do your research um gmo foods uh genetically modified foods these foods are not built for our body to be breaking down to begin with so as above so below so if your anxiety if you have a lot of anxiety and your brain's going through a lot of anxiety first thing i would suggest you to do is check what you're eating because the, the brain, all the brain, the nerves from the brain travel down into the gut and receive information. So if you are if you have anxiety in your brain, there's no doubt about it. You have something wrong with your digestive system. So connect the dots. If you need help on your diet and your nutrition program, I'm telling you right now, I spent two years building a solid program that I never received a bad report about. Learn.dreamfitllc.com or Go into the description below and grab that program. It'll be the best investment you made on how to fix your nutrition and lose weight. Number eight is bonus. The bonus of number eight of the causes, in my experience, is that somebody has lack of imagination with all the anxiety they have. Okay, lack of imagination. So here's what I mean. When you have anxiety, your brain is moving too fast. Okay, your brain is all over the place. You don't have time to even entertain your imagination so what you need to be able to do is you need to create a dream for yourself right an idea a goal in your mind first 
and work with that and then learn how to say no to things. When someone has high levels of anxiety, they don't have a main chief aim in life or they may have one, but they take on way too much responsibilities that don't match up with their imagination to begin with. So the imagination is very, very important. My imagination was a couple times the things that I was taking on um, in my daily life was not matching up with my imagination and it gave me anxiety. I know what I want and I know the things that I was doing was doing was wasting my time from getting what I want. That's one way the imagination helps you with anxiety. Number two is you don't know what you want. If you don't know what you want in life and you don't have an imagination of like the life you want to live, then you're always going to be saying yes to things when you should be saying no. And when you say yes to things that you should say no to, you're left with all this extra responsibility where now it gives you so much anxiety. Lack of imagination can bring on more than anxiety issues, but anxiety issues is one of the things that I've seen. Now, when you go from having anxiety, these things can lead to other issues in your life. So number one thing this can lead into, anxiety can lead into just being disorganized. How you do anything is how you do everything. Remember the mind, if the mind it has a high level of anxieties, anxiety, that means the mind is all over the place. It's disorganized. How you do anything, if your mind's disorganized, everything around you is disorganized. Number two, this can lead to weight gain. The reason why this can lead to weight gain is because remember we talked about the blood sugar dropping and then the blood sugar having to come back up because you have to reach for a snack. You're spiking and lowering your blood sugar throughout the day. You're causing insulin fluctuations where your body is under a lot of stress where your body's going to be adding fat to the body. Why? Because the body doesn't think, oh, we're just... We have anxiety and stress today. The body thinks it's going to die. So the more the blood sugar drops, the more you're going to want to eat, which this leads into overeating, especially overeating junk food, because not only are you looking to repair the sugar that you keep fluctuating, you're also looking for a dopamine release to make you feel better because your anxiety levels are high. So you're ordering Chinese food, you're eating ice cream, you're eating chips, all that BS. And then you say to yourself, you're going to start tomorrow. Number three is going to lead into dis-ease, which we call disease, but why did the word disease be formed? How was it formed to begin with? It's when the body is dis-ease with itself. When the body has a lot of anxiety, how you do anything is how you do everything, the body's dysfunctional. And when the body becomes dysfunctional, dysfunction causes a system or systems to lack energy and information which leaves the body at this ease at a place so it can be in your heart it can be in your digestive system it can be in your brain it can be in your eyes you create some type of disease so what we want to be able to do is also anxiety and cortisol stress rise um cortisol levels to be high which suppresses immunity so immunity is not going to your immune system is not going to be as strong as it should be so you can lose battles to pathogens like fungus infections parasites cancer cells growing too much um inflammation in the body so all these things cause dis-ease so how you do anything is how you do everything learn the root cause of your anxiety and this is coming from someone that had the, the worst anxiety in the tar- in the world it actually helped me anxiety helped me a lot to be honest with you because i got so much done um and i moved like there was no tomorrow but the side effect from 24 to 27, 26 of having off and on my whole life. I had it, but I noticed it getting worse around 24 to 26. I don't remember anything in my life. And what I mean is that 
I accomplished a lot, but I don't remember actually good moments of accomplishing anything. Like the good times. I only remember the pressure I put on myself. So, yes, I got a lot done. Yes, became, yeah, whatever. But I, if I have to go back in time, I wish I enjoyed the moment a little more. You can't enjoy the moment when you have a high levels of anxiety because you turn on the reptilian brain. We have three parts of our brain. We turn on the reptilian part of our brain, which focuses on safety and security, which is money and how to make money and how to eat today. So when you have a high levels of anxiety, you could be successful, but you're only thinking about the next client. You only think about the next paycheck. You only think about finances. Okay, um, another thing this can lead into, anxiety is cousins with depression and anger. So you can go one moment of having anxiety, then having depression, and then you can be angry at somebody or something. It's a nasty cycle to go through. This would lead into digestive issues like irritable bowel syndrome. Remember, the brain connects to the gut. The gut connects to the brain. I had a client who used to, he was a high school kid, used to get so much anxiety before a test that he used to shit himself. It was crazy. He used to he used to shit himself to the point where he was excused from not having to take any test from school. So he used to be able to take tests at home because he used to, to prevent shitting on himself. That's how bad anxiety can mess with the digestive system. Um, another thing that digestive issues, I mean, sorry, anxiety uh, leads to is core value issues, learning how to say no to things you don't know how to do. You say yes to everything. Hey, you want to go out to drinks? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, can you do this for me? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, did you say yes, yes, yes. And then after you say yes, you wake up the next day or you realize a couple moments after saying yes, like, yo, why did I say yes to that? And then it causes anxiety to the fact that you put more in your plate. One of the biggest things anxiety um, leads to is going to be overthinking. Um, you're going to be, you're going to need constant reassurance from people. You're going to be overthinking about, should I get this new car? Should I move? Should I take this course? Should I go to school? Should I invest into this? Should I, should I? And then you do, Google's your best friend. <laughs> you're overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And then you're asking people their thoughts so you can make a decision. The last one that it leads to is sexual dysfunction. Um, I mentioned to you why the, the connection is to the breathing. If you listen to the podcast earlier, if you haven't rewind it and, and overview that. Okay. So now I told you the causes and now I told you what it leads to. Now it's time to say, Hey Nate, yo, you told me all my problems, bro. What can I do about it? And I'm going to walk you what you can do about it. The number one thing you can do is balance your blood sugar. And the way you do that is by increasing your protein and fat. Anytime I have a client that has these problems, say about 85% of the time, this client is something that's considered a protein type. They're not eating the right meals for their me metabolic type. And there's a lot of science behind it. I have to make, I think I made a podcast about it already. What's the best diet? You can check it out. But I have a course that not only gives you a questionnaire on figuring out what's your metabolic type, but I walk you through how to eat, what to eat, where to get it from, how to um, level out your meals after if you are feeling too much anxiety, too much uh, peeing, whatever the case may be. I give you everything you need to know on how to actually have a nutrition plan that not only gives you results with fat loss, but actually stabilizes your brain with your mood, with your energy, with everything. It took me two years to make that course. I'm very proud of it. 
So you want to add more protein and fat because protein and fat mix with the carbohydrate and it creates the carbohydrate to it takes longer for that carbohydrate to digest which creates a longer process for insulin to come in and just snatch it out the blood so it's a lower release of insulin which is a lower release of blood sugar dropping which is a lower release of anxiety usually protein and protein types shouldn't even have that much carbohydrates in their meals okay number two um think about detoxifying the body um there's a, a tea called the yogi tea that I really um, give all my clients, and they have a brand. They have a, 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 a detox formula that they have, and I have all my clients drink two of those first thing in the morning when I feel like they have high levels of anxiety. It's probably because they have too much funguses and parasites in their body, or too much pathogens, where they need to detoxify with some tea first thing in the morning, um, which flushes their liver a little bit, cleans out the colon a little bit. It's just herbal tea that helps you detoxify. One of the ways you know if your body's toxic or not is if you have pimples, uh, you have bumps on your arms, uh, if your breath smells, if you pass gas and it stinks, you got fatty, smelly pee and stool, um, and stick your tongue out in the mirror and see if you have white coating in the back. Those are just small signs of uh, a body that's too toxic. Another tip on a toxic body is if you start working out, you start sweating and your sweat stinks, that's a huge sign of a toxic body. Okay, number three, drink real water. We, we discussed the importance of drinking real water earlier. Figure out how you can get a real water filtration in your house, um, how you can add mineral drops to your water. If you are drinking water that doesn't have enough minerals in it, um, if you're always on the road, if you're at work, invest into some good water to have by your side. Um, it would be a really good investment. What you'll notice is that when you start drinking real water, you're not even going to be that hungry like you used to. Because your body was starving for minerals before. Now when you drink real water, you're not even going to be that hungry because your body's not looking for the minerals. Number four, one of the best things you can do when you have high levels of anxiety is go for a nice walk. Just go for a walk. Um, go for a walk. Listen to your favorite podcast. Hopefully it's be great, Nate. Um, close your mouth when you walk and only practice breathing in and out your nose. Which the little hairs in your nose, when you inhale... Those, you have hair in your nose and for a reason. When the brain senses the, the, the hair tickle in your nose, it turns on the relaxation part of your body, which is called the parasympathetic system. So when you're walking, anxiety can hold itself within the muscular system. So you can be very tense. You can be squeezing your hand, making fists. You can be biting your nails like I used to do. You can fidget your leg. Um, so there's a couple of ways that anxiety sits on the muscular system. So walking kind of releases that tension, but when you breathe and practice breathing in and out the nose, you actually turn on the parasympathetic system at the same time. So you get two for one, okay, on lowering anxiety on that. Number five, turn off social media for a little while, okay? Make an agreement with yourself. If you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if any other phone does this. I have an iPhone. iPhone lets me know my screen time each week, and every week my goal is to see that number go down. Turn off social media. Unless you're watching some informational things that are helping you in your journey, that's one thing. But, you know, if you're just seeing what other people are doing and you're up in the gossip, you know, you're feeding your brain that, which becomes subconscious to you. And you, you, learn, you learn that it becomes procrastinating, you know. So figure out what you can do in your time. Get away from social media a little bit. Um, turn, you know, go on if it's only positive things or you're releasing something positive and then get off of it. Number six. Sleep 
We talked about going to sleep at 10.30 to 6 a.m., which would be really good. If you find yourself sometimes waking up before that or going to sleep a little late because of work, shift work, take a nap. You could take a 20-minute nap. The best time to take naps scientifically is, I believe, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Those are the natural dips in a circadian rhythm, okay, which allows you to cortisol levels to be lower, which will give you a nice little nap. If you want to learn more about that kind of stuff, uh, there's a book called How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy by Paul Check, who is the founder of my institute, um, and he, he goes deeper in that. It's really good. Number seven, eat more organic food. Instead of GMO food, instead of animals who are not eating the correct diet, invest into real organic food or invest into grass-fed meats and past, um, 100% organic. I, I like to find farms that have clean clean farms where they treat the animals right the animals eat the natural diet animals were killed in a in a in in the right way without being traumatized it's kind of like being kosher like a little bit you know but if you look at the science behind it it's gonna help you uh whole foods is another place you can go and get some good food um some organic stuff they are now having a lot of bs in or on whole foods um so look up a a local farm, uh, one of the farms that I have my clients order from that I've, I've been a customer of and I'm a very proud customer, it's called Dutch Metal Farms. Dutch Metal Farms. It's in Pennsylvania. Very, very good farm. It's, uh, I think they're in the fifth generation of family owned where their farm never has had any type of uh, poisoning on their soil. So their soil is pure. Okay, number eight, we need to figure out your dream. What is your dream? What do you want? What do you want to do? What is your goal? What is your mission? You know, we need that. Because if we have that, you learn how to say no to things. Hey, Nate, you want to go to dinner tonight? What time? 10 o'clock. No. Why not? It's too late for me, man. I'm in bed by 1030. I got to get up in the morning. I got clients. I have three businesses, four businesses I'm managing. I have a podcast I need to make tomorrow. I have a YouTube video I need to make. You got me? So when you learn how to say no, because you have a reason to say no, you don't create extra burnage on you. So if I go out too late, now I come back super tired, now I wake up the next day super tired and get the right sleep, so I'm already having anxiety for that. I'm not going to have energy to do the things I love, so it's going to give me more anxiety. Then I'm going to have conflict with people, which is going to give me more anxiety. You see that? how that domino effect happens? And number nine, there's another T from Yogi. That's called stress relief. Sometimes I do everything right, but my stress can, or my anxiety levels are just a little too high that day. I have one of those stress relief teas, one or two of those, and I am good. It feels good to have those. It makes me very relaxed, and it helps me out a lot. So um, here's a bonus. Too much caffeine is going to cause anxiety regardless. So be careful with your caffeine intake. If you're a protein type, and this is why I bring you through my program, you need to know this. Protein types, you cannot have caffeine without fat in them. So make sure you add some fat to your caffeine unless you're going to have, if you don't, if you're a protein type, you're going to have anxiety issues through the roof. Um, Let me see. Let me see if I have anything else. I looked at all my notes. Um, Everything is really solid with this. I feel really good about this. There may be other things that may pop up in the future that I want to bring up about anxiety, but... I took not only from my experience, but what I see with my clients day in and day out and what we do. And um, these things have worked. 
and I look for the main root causes that I see in people, and then I give you the best solutions that I can give you. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with somebody. Uh, rate it if you haven't already. Subscribe. And um, if you like to support this podcast, I'm not asking for no donations. and I just don't want no donations. But I would say support yourself if you haven't already by getting my program, Finally Lean. Okay? If you can't afford the program because you don't, you don't have the finances for that, I have a free masterclass you can watch that can help you get started on your fat loss and nutrition journey ASAP. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, email me at begreatwithnate at gmail.com. If you have any ideas of a podcast that you would like for me to speak on, you can email me that as well. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at begreatwit, W-I-T, Nate. And I can get right back to you and I'll do the best I can to make sure I can help you out. Hope you guys are having a great day. Finish the day strong. Start the day strong. Whatever, Wherever you're at in your day, make it count. You'll never get this day back. I appreciate you being with me. You could have been any else, anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. That means a lot. I swear it does. Have a great day. Peace.